ladies and gentlemen. Took a small hiatus, but welcome back to the clubhouse. This is episode 114. The San Antonio Spurs, the New England Patriots, the San Francisco Giants, and the LA Kings episode. A lot of powerhouses there. I'm your host, as always, Teach Butler. Sitting next to me, Big Dill. Dill, how are you hanging in there, bud? Yeah, I heard uh, a little illness coming off a little illness here. Flu pod for yeah, flu pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard Kings, and I knew that you didn't mean the uh, Sacramento Kings there. So certainly um, not. You know, certainly didn't mean Tottenham your... Hotspurs either. Yeah, yeah. Tough. Yeah, that is true. It's true. <laughs> they don't win any trophies. None of my teams won this year. All the uh, anti teams, I would say, won. Yeah. Other than maybe Pop with the Spurs, but like I still like it's not like a team I root for at all. Yeah, this is not, yeah. Not a 2014, year. bad champion. Bad champion, 2014, yeah. bad champion. Mm-hmm. Doge, good champion for you or bad champ for you? That's a meh, meh champion. I, I never rooted for the Patriots in any of their Super Bowls, so. <clears throat> okay. Doge, how are you doing all the way down there in Kentucky, huh? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Uh, was hoping to, to be in person for our first pod bag, but I am not trying to catch the stomach bug, Dilly, to keep that away from me. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, man. It's good to be back down. New job in Northern Kentucky, so... Yes, sir. Uh, Fucking huge back, back at home for a little while and enjoying it, so thrilled to be here. <clears throat> Very exciting. Exciting to have you in person here, post-Dill wellness. <laughs> but... For now, we trudge on. The show must go on. Um, we got a great show for you today here, folks. We're going to talk a little bit about the Final Four. little tournament recap here for March Madness. It's been a crazy March Madness, so there's a lot to talk about there. Second quarter, one of our favorite segments. We're bringing it back. you got to love it. It's, it's going to be a little different this year because some, some people are moving and shaking on the list. But we got a little Formula Doge here for our second quarter, so that's mm. going to be very exciting. Third quarter, we're going to talk about FCC heating up a little bit, cooling off a little bit there last week, but still, nonetheless, looking better than we than we did before. And then in the fourth quarter, we're going to bring back a little boaster roast here on some of the NFL's offseason moves because there's been a lot since the last time we talked to everybody. Uh, so first things first, ladies and gents, we got to warm it up. We got to stretch it out. Uh, this is a great pod. This is a huge pod. A huge, huge pod. So, we got to stretch it out. We got to warm it up. Doge, you're in a new place, so I know you need to stretch it out. Feel out the room. You know, get the vibes, get the acoustic going. So, what do you got for us here? I was ready when we first brought this, this podcast uh, doc up. I was ready to. Rip the Reds a new one, and I still could if I wanted to. Still, yeah, Jesus. But still should. The news of so. the news of Hunter Green entering the starting rotation is exciting. Might just be the saving grace to keep me interested in this Reds team. Don't get me wrong. I love Jonathan India. Votto still bangs. Bangs. But but so many other pieces from last year have been shipped elsewhere. Nick Cassianos, Jesse Winker, um, Eugenio Suarez, Tucker Barnhart. And Wade Miley, Sonny Gray, I could go on, whatever. I just didn't want. I Showing my, go ahead. this just shows that we once again are not at all interested in winning now. So if not now, then when? 
but Hunter Green, I've been waiting for you for, what, five years? Drafted him in 2017, right? 18, 17? So I'm just excited to see him throwing heat. I hope he can translate that to the majors. And, uh, yeah, keep me interested. I need you. We've been begging for Hunter Green on this pod, Doge. We've been keeping everybody updated on him. We've been begging for him. 2017. Look at look at the tape. Yep. Check the tape. We've been begging for Hunter Green. I I have to agree. My Reds hope is just at an all time low right now. I'm I'm bummed out. Jonathan India is still sexy. Does have great hair. That will not change. He's still a beast. Joey Votto will always bang. He has social media now, so that's kind of nice. You get to see some nice little Joey Votto funny jokes and hey here I am with my mom stuff like that's cool that's nice but if we get Hunter Green going come on come on I need it so bad come on um you wanna go Dill or do you want me to go either way I don't care I'll go I'll go here ladies and gentlemen last time we talked I was going to be traveling traveling to one of my favorite cities in America, Bean Town, home of the Boston Tea Party, home of the Boston Celtics, staying with my great friend Charlie Rumsey. Shouts out to Chuck. He lives too close to TD Arena. It's like he's living my dream. Absolutely ridiculous. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, being there close up when we were watching the Pistons game was unbelievable. Cade Cunningham is a beast. Jason Tatum's a beast. Robert Williams is a beast. Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown, I could go on. Peyton Pritchard's wet ball. And then, of course, we get to the next game. Jalen Brown has an all-time Celtics dunk where he dunks the ball, slaps five with KG, which is unbelievable because KG's sitting courtside because they're honoring him after the game, retiring his jersey, which was an all-time sports moment uh, for me. I got a bunch of gear there, got a bunch of cool memorabilia, nice posters, all this other stuff, so... To be an NBA head and to be there and to be a Celtics guy was unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know what sports trip will top that. Maybe if we go to like get some playoff action. But wow, it was so much fun. The crowd was awesome. Like they talk, you talk about it on the TV, you hear about it, and like they were just that awesome. We did the there was like a massive wave going one time. Got MVP Jason Tatum chance going. Of course, Luka Doncic just in the house, just dominating us like he always does. So, yeah. But Celtics are closing in on the number one seed, potentially four seed right now, but they're close enough. Playing the Heat tonight, big game. So, see what we got. They were the one seed for about five minutes, weren't they, T? For a little bit. For for a little bit. It was nice. It's crazy how tight it is up there at the top. Sure. It's wild up there. Dill, what do you got for us? So, I'm going to... Bring up one of my teams. Oh, oh, little mini ice time. Yeah, a little mini ice time here. Just sure. a little lightning update, you know. So after a three-game skid there for the Lightning, um, something that we haven't done in a while, it feels like, and just didn't look like uh, the team that I've, I've been used to seeing for the past, I don't know, five to six years, especially the last two, well, three in the regular season. But we have now won three straight including uh, two overtime wins against the Red Wings of Detroit. Sure. 
the Islanders of New York, and then last night against the Hurricanes of Carolina. So, it was a big overtime win last night. Um, We didn't look good at all. We had a lot of opportunities, but we just never finished anything. They scored on, like, their first shot and seventh shot, and we were down 2-1 for a while, tied it. They scored, well, not immediately, but pretty soon thereafter. And we came back and scored, uh, you know, the game-tying goal. But, shouts out to our boy, or my boy at least, Vic Hedman. Oh, big Vic. Um, now at 19 goals, one goal behind the franchise record for a defenseman oh, wow. of 20, which was set by Dan Boyle back in 2005-2006. So, Hedy's got to get two more in 16 games. I think he can do it. Man, come on. Come on. Get 21. But, last thing about the Lightning. That's exciting. Last thing about the Lightning. Out of the last 16 games, they have 11 at home. They just got off like a huge 11 games on the road and 12 out of 12. So, they only had seven games home in March. They're going to have 11 in April to finish up the season. So, hopefully that means we can kind of rank up the ladders a little bit. But, we'll see how it goes. Sure. Heck yeah. Got a month left. One month left, baby. Mm-hmm. One month left. Mm-hmm. Speaking of months, crazy months, March Madness. Moving on here to our first quarter. Final four is set, gentlemen. We have an all-time final four here, just blue blood heavy. If you were to cut this final four, or if you were to like, if it were to skin its knee, it would be bleeding blue because it is UNC versus Duke. Mm. Villanova versus Kansas. Some of the all-time programs here. Some of the staples of March Madness, if you will. Um, how's your bracket looking? What do you think is the biggest upset? Who do you have here in the Final Four? Can you actually believe that Duke and UNC have never played in the tournament and now they're meeting in the Final Four for Coach K's last year of coaching? when UNC smoked them last time. It's like the perfect revenge, potentially, for Coach K, or the perfect UNC fan way to just kiss Coach K goodbye. One last F you. We're going to the championship. You're not. Doge, what are your thoughts on March Madness so far? Well, first off, excuse me, this bracket was probably the worst bracket I've ever filled out in the history of March Madness. Crazy. I think I finished with, like, the the ESPN Tournament Challenge. I think I finished with, like, 470 points, which is just... That's, like, a quarter of what you could possibly get. (laughs) So, it was bad. From the... Even from the first round, I think I only got maybe half the picks right. I mean, it was just atrocious. I had Baylor versus Auburn in the final. Mm. That got nixed by the second round. It was just... Awful. The only good call I really had was Arkansas over Gonzaga. So I, I sniped that one. But after that, mm-hmm. I don't think I had any available points left. So it's kind of sad. Yeah. But um, obviously, America's team turning into the St. Peter's Peacocks was an exciting run. Amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing. Them making it as deep as they did was really impressive uh, all the way to the Elite Eight. So exciting stuff there. Um, a lot of people having brackets with UK going to the Final Four, if not further. First round exit for them. Incredibly shocking. Um, but 
like Teach said, you know, Blue Bloods in the Final Four, a lot of very historic programs making it there. So um, definitely set up to be a classic Final Four. And uh, especially, you know, seeing the bitter rivals of UNC versus Duke in the Final Four. I'm pulling big for UNC. Oh, my God, I, yeah. Are you kidding I me? Do not, I do not want to see Duke make the final. Why Coach not? K's had his fun. We ripped it's, Coach K so hard in this last pod. I will not flip around this next one. I no, yeah, I cannot do it. We've we've got to see this. I would love to see UNC beat him back to back. They beat him on Coach K's last night at Duke. Let's knock him out of the tournament now. This is the first time. Is it the first time they've ever met in the Final Four? Or first time they've ever met in the tournament period. I think the tournament period. Right? They've ever met in the tournament period. That's insane. So yeah. Obviously, high stakes uh, for two teams that absolutely hate each other should be very exciting. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I mean, this game is already so hyped up in the regular season. Yes. The fact that it's a Final Four matchup now, where the stakes literally can only get one game higher, like, and this is the this is like the biggest, you know, like Final Four is it. You know what I mean? Like, if you make it this weekend, like, here you are. You had an incredible, incredible season. This is crazy. This mm-hmm. is this would be like Red Sox Yankees in the World Series, which is not even possible. This is like Lakers Celtics in the finals. Like there's rivalries that just exist and they'll always exist. And the fact that we're getting this in Coach K's last season is absolutely ridiculous. And of course UNC had to stomp all over America's sweetheart team St. Peter's to get here. And I mean stomp on them. They smoked them, man. That was not a close game. And Duke looks like maybe the best team in the country with Paolo B out there. He's dominating. Boncaro, yeah, Bonchero, however you want to, however you pronounce his name. Uh, I think there's a couple ways. He's awesome. Uh, I don't know. Their whole team. Roach is good. Keels, freaking heat. God dang. Um, Villanova just cruising always like they are. I know they had their guy. Uh, He's injured. I forget his last name off the top of my head right now. Justin Moore? Moore, yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was Moore. So, that could really hurt him here. Kansas just really looking good uh, in their game. They're huge as well. So, I mean, guards and size win this tournament a lot of the time, and a lot of these teams have both of those things. Villanova, best free throw percentage in the tournament right now, or maybe ever, I think, is what I might have read. So, I mean... For a season, right as it stands right now, they have the best free throw percentage of any NCAA yeah. team ever. Yep. So that might change, but either way, that's, I mean, something to hang your hat on in a tournament like this where the refs love to blow their whistle and call a charge foul and get everything going. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this has been an incredible tournament. A lot of really good upsets, a lot of really good games. I mean, even the first four, we had some overtime in that, like, was great. You had your Cinderella and an all-time Cinderella where, like, the school has had games where they've had to cancel games because the water pipes have burst before games or one of the games they had to have a 20-minute pause because the rim fell off. Like, it's, like, one of the lowest-funded endowment schools and, like, basketball programs in the NCAA. So for them to get this far is crazy. They're an awesome story. Their coach had some awesome quotes like, about going against Kentucky, he's like, I got a bunch of guys from New Jersey and New York. Like, you think we're scared of this? Like, no way. Like, that's an awesome quote um, to have. And, like, I don't know. Just a really cool story, and that was awesome for the tournament. So, um, 
besides my bracket being absolutely trashed right now, uh, it's been a great tournament. Dill, what about you? Bracket looking good? I know you're like perfect right now, right? So I was <laughs> I was just checking. If Arizona didn't lose, I would have won both of my, like both of them with the same bracket. But they did lose, so it looks like I'm going to be second in both brackets. Which that's an L. I mean, I think it's still pretty good. Uh, Stinks though. One of the lowest points, like Doge said, that I think I've ever had. Like normally I'm, you know, up there, but just with more points with everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, I was smoking hot at the beginning, and that it just my sweet sixteen was just terrible. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to see how there are all these, like, high-seeded teams, or I guess low-seeded technically, but yeah. high-number-seeded teams um, that made it all the way up to the Sweet 16 and Elite 8, and then we come out with 1, 2, 2, 8, right? Yeah. In the Final Four. So, And the 8 is North Carolina, which... They're playing like a... Yeah, I mean, they're a blue, you know, blue blood school, yeah. right? So, like... Yeah, I'm hoping for the... I forgot to say my pick. I'm hoping for the Royal Williams Bowl. Kansas versus UNC. Okay. See what your team you've roots for. Hmm. I kind of want to see Villanova win it again. Oh. Just because I harp on the free throw shooting all the time. I think that's the team I want to see win the least. Like, at that point, if it's going to come down to Duke, Nova, I'm going to just take Duke, I guess, just for Coach K. Just... Then we can have a we can have a Coach K movie like a Kurt Warner movie or maybe like some other ridiculously guy who like Kevin James can play Coach K in a movie that'd be so funny like Jonah Hill. Bill Self has only won one championship for Kansas, right? Yeah. I don't know. He could get it, right? I'd like to see Bill Self win another one. Because this is apparently like one of his always... least talented teams, so it'd be nice to see him win it with like that team. Yeah. But see. Whatever. He never a team is going to have blue in the finals. Yeah. Yes. Two of them. Blue bloods. Josh, who's your final? I know you're rooting for UNC. We're, rock, we're rocking that. Yeah, we're doing game predictions here? Yeah. I think, I mean, I as far as predictions, I'm, I would still take UNC, but I think I would probably pick Kansas over Nova. However, I think I would want Villanova to beat Kansas. I think I would rather see Villanova instead of Villanova UNC definitely instead of Kansas Duke that's for sure I think either way I'm going to be pulling for UNC in the final no matter who they play if they uh, get there yeah. so. shouts out Trent Kaladi old neighbor Dill you know Trent big Trent yeah, shouts out he's, to Kansas yeah he's a big Kansas guy so I'll be rooting for Kansas big Jayhawk guy sure rock, rock chalk dude I love a good rock chalk Dude, it's got to be Duke in the finals, and I think I think it's Kansas gonna is gonna get there. It's gonna be Duke Does it Kansas. Gotta be Duke in the finals though. It's, yeah, I don't Duke, think it has to be. Duke Kansas. Duke's gonna win. Coach K's last year. Everything I said about Coach K in the last pod or whatever that was, it's all true. It's all right. Dude, they've got a documentary crew following him now too. So like he's just the only to... way I would be okay with that is if after they won, Coach K got on the mic and he said. Right in back. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio fashion from Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving! Oh, and then everybody just goes That nuts. would suck so much more. That would be the only way that would redeem it, because I would just, I would laugh so hard. I would lose my, <laughs> I would lose my shit. Yeah, he, oh, man. If he goes to, like, all right, thank you, everybody. 
Thank you to the fans over the years, the, the players, the referees. Let's run it back. It's like, oh. Okay. Be the worst. It'd be so funny though. It would be hilarious. It's like Warzone though. Like I never get a, I never get off after a win. Yeah. Gotta play another one. Got to. Gotta try to run it back. Absolutely. Gotta run it back. Gotta run it back. Back to back, baby. What if he just I hope, got up? I hope he what if he got up on the mic? What if he got up on the mic and Jaleel was just like, gotta run it back, and just drop the mic? <laughs> back to back. That would be the only playing. way I would be okay with that result. That would be the only way I'd be okay with it. He's gotta run it back. Jesus. All right. We gotta move on. Doge, dude. What's going on with my boy? Quarter two, Formula Doge. What's up? Oh, man. So, Formula One, they've had their first two races, Bahrain and then Saudi Arabia, back-to-back weeks. A lot of surprises, a lot of changes from last year, particularly the car being a lot different. With that being the case, Mercedes struggling out the gate, which is not something we've seen in the last eight years. So... Yeah, like you said, Lewis Hamilton. My boy. Underperforming incredibly. I mean, he didn't even make it out of the first round of qualifying this past weekend. He qualified 16th. Jesus. And that and that's with two drivers not even being able to, to make it to the race. Mick Schumacher and Yuki Tsunoda having car problems. So really, he was third worst on the grid from right. people starting. That's horrible. He was able to fight his way through the pack to make it to 10th and still get a point for Mercedes. But both weekends has been struggling. The first weekend, he was able to make a podium. Both Red Bull cars dropped out with engine failure, which got him from 5th to 3rd. But even seeing Lewis Hamilton in 5th last year would have been a bad week for him. Yeah, oh yeah. To see him go 5th, 10th is insane. So something's up there. The Mercedes have just been really underperforming in all of their cars. Not just the Mercedes team alone, but also all of their their clients. Aston Martin, McLaren, um, Alfa Romeo. Not Alfa Romeo. I apologize. Williams. um, All looking very bad. Yeah. And they are all Mercedes clients. The Mercedes engine, there's going on there that just doesn't seem right. Um, to contrast that, the last two years have been very weak at standards that Ferrari holds themselves to. However, this year, oh, incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're back and better than ever. Better They're than back. we've seen in a long time. I was listening to the Ringer F1 podcast, and Kevin Clark mentioned, however, Mercedes always thrives in their ability to develop the car through the season. Yep. Whereas Ferrari, when they come out hot, they tend to stay kind of stagnant. So, way too early prediction. Ooh. Where do you guys, and I'm going to ask you guys. Ask me what? Where do, you, where do you guys see Lewis finishing in the driver's standings by the end of the year? Out of 20. All right. So, you kind of hit on it already, but Let's hear it. we're two races in, right? Uh-huh. Somehow, Mercedes is having a bad year already. They're still in second in the constructors, okay? So, like, 
relatively, yeah, Ferrari is substantially ahead of everyone right now, but they're still in second, right? So, like, that takes Ferrari one or two races without a driver finishing, you know, and that's a huge game changer. That's how you can make up a difference, right? So, anyway, dude, he's going to finish in the top two. It's going to be him. He's got to be up there. It's just not over yet. I just don't think it's over yet. I think he's going to have a vengeance to come back and win this year after last season's um, ending. But that's also just me being a Maxi hater and a little bit of a Lewis lover, if you will. I'm a Lewis lover. Yeah, I'm a Lewis lover, let me tell you. Um, man, I don't know. It's tough because the other cars, like, they're just smoking people right now. Like, mm-hmm. they're absolutely smoking people. So I want to say, I would love to say he's going to come back and right. He's going to walk off in the sunset, win one more chip in the new round, and maybe pull a Tom Brady and come back. But I think he's going to finish maybe third or fourth because I think Ferrari is, unless, you know, it changes, they're really dominating so far. And, and Max Verstappen is really doing well with his car too. So... I don't know. It's going to be tough, but I he's going to be in the mix. You can't count him out. He's a silver arrow. Come on now. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's currently in fifth place in the driver's standings. Dill, you're right. Mercedes is in second, but that is with... A 40-point difference. Red Bull losing both of their cars yeah. to engine failure in the first race, in which the, both of those cars would have beat Mercedes. Look, but they didn't, though. You know? Like they you have to finish the race. That's right. So, they have their, but Red Bull is able to finish or figure out their engine problems quickly, whereas we haven't seen that yet from Mercedes. I can still, with all that being said, very well see Lewis finishing fourth or fifth, but I'm not giving him a top three. I can't. Both Ferrari cars are driving incredible. Charles Leclerc and um, Carlos Sainz have been on the podium both races so they already have four podium finishes in two races and Max Verstappen in that Red Bull is the fastest straight line car in the entire grid and it's not even close Ferrari's better at the turns but Red Bull has the fastest car down the straights which is usually a title held by Mercedes so I think I think he's going to be top five I still think as far as driver talent, he is top two. But I think his car is going to give him problems. So we'll have to see if Mercedes fixes it. Like I said, that's their specialty. Yes, Teach. Spin zone. Spin zone. Let's hear it. Lewis is tired of almost getting killed by Max Verstappen, so he's just going to let Charles Leclerc do it, and then he's just going to take all the first after they one of those guys crashes each time. He's just wow. tired. Of, he's tired of being almost killed. And having to get in fights with Max, so he's just going to low-key, like, hey, I'm just going to cruise in third or fourth, and then once they get in a wreck, that'll be my time. So look out for that. Okay. <laughs> so... He's like the guy in Warzone. Doesn't drop hot. Drops off to the side of the map, gets his loot, avoids conflict, mm-hmm. but he's in the final circle every time. No doubt. He's in the mix. I like the spin zone, T. Okay. 
All right. So, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see where he comes out at the end of the year. Here's my spin zone then. Ooh, double spin okay. zone. Just like real life drivers' cars. All right, Ferraris are real hot out of the gate. Great cars. You have them for a few years. You have problems. All right, a Mercedes. You got to sometimes break it in. Around eighty to hundred thousand miles. You're right in that sweet spot, right? So whatever that eighty to hundred thousand miles is, you know, translate it back to the F1 races, three, four, five races. All right. Next thing you know. Mercedes is, you know, well and happy, and Ferrari's struggling with broken parts. So, well, could it have anything to do with the, the tires they've been using? I've noticed that Lewis has always had a different set of tires than a lot of the pack in these two races, and I don't know if that's helped or hurt them per se. Like, I know that's not like obviously their cars are slower, but like usually Mercedes seems to have like a pretty tight strategy, and I don't know if they've had that so far this season either. On top of their car not being fat, like super fast. I think it's just them kind of like going through trial and error of what's going on because you don't have much time in the preseason. And when you're at the tops of the leaderboards... Well, plus nobody tested the hard tires either this year, I guess. Well, uh, so... Hardly, one yeah. Of the, one of the things, like based off of how you do in the previous year, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, Doge, based on how you do the previous year is how many, like, it's like inverse of how many laps and stuff like that and how much testing time you get. So like... If you come in first, you get the least amount I'm of testing time. I'm actually unaware of that entirely, so I don't know. Uh, like, the last place teams, they get the most amount of, um, you know, testing. I don't know if it's, like, wind tunnel things. Yeah, trial time. If it's specific, you know, you know, sections of practice and, and testing. But, um, so they, I think they just have less time, actually, with their car, too. So that's... Interesting. So I think that's them just kind of going through trial and error of, like, okay, like, all right, in these really hot situations, you know, we know that these tires that we've used earlier in the season with this kind of car and these setups, and they're so, like, detailed that they can probably tell, like, okay, if we don't adjust these variables, but we can have this difference and, you know, apply that knowledge for later in the season on a different type of track. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm a believer. I think they're figuring it out. So, here we I'm, go, Lewis. Lewis. I love, I love the confidence, though. I may not share it with you, but I still love it. To me, the race for the title this year certainly seems to be Leclerc v. Verstappen. Max is able to redeem Checo's bad luck last week. Checo, with the pole position, was leading the race when he came in for his first pit, unfortunately, right after Nicholas Latifi crashes. Safety car comes out, so everyone gets to pit on the safety car, which is a much better pit stop than pitting during the actual full speed race for sure so he lost a lot of time there he very well should have been on the podium maybe should have won should have won i think didn't didn't get the chance to do it so i feel bad for checo there however verstappen was still able to get the win for red bull there checo finishing fourth so they brought home a a good amount of points there for the team Mm -hmm. um but i'd say as of right now if Ferrari's going to keep winning podiums and keep going to keep having both their drivers on the podium, they're going to be the team to beat, and it's yeah, looking tough. Sure. We'll have to see how they develop throughout the year. The next race, the grid returns to Australia for the first time in two years, Does it which is a home race right. for one lad on the grid, and that's old Danny Rick. Oh, Unfortunately, Danny since McLaren's... Unfortunately, since McLaren's one of those Mercedes clients, Ricardo has... Poor Danny Rick. Avoided getting points in these first two races, and, and hopefully they figure it out. He's not getting any younger. He's 32. 
I would love to see him perform and get some points in Australia, but this could be kind of spelling the end of a uh, fan favorite Danny Rick. So, and not much it, partying it be, when you don't get any points. What was that? Not much partying when you don't get any points. No, Pottying. no, you're gonna have to sell the party shirts off to Plato's Closet or something. I mean, write oh, it off. It's over. I'll buy. <laughs> but. I'm, I'm pulling for Danny Rick. I would love to see him get points in Australia. Um, but McLaren has a lot to figure out. Right. A team that's gotten a lot better this year, Haas. Yeah, baby. I was going to say, what about them in fifth, dude? Magnussen. Yes. Oh, my. A Ferrari client. So Hilarious. they've seen a good amount of improvement in the new build this year, along with Ferrari's success. They brought back team veteran Kevin Magnussen, who was driving for them two years ago. Um, he came back, knew the team, knew the cars. He's already finished in the points twice this year, giving them 12 total points for the season. They had zero all of last season. So, incredible stuff from Haas. Mick Schumacher, their other driver, huge crash in Saudi Arabia in qualifying. He was luckily medically cleared to drive for the Sunday's race. However, the car after accumulating over a million dollars worth of damage from the one crash, was not ready to race. <laughs> it was completely broken up, but the car did his job. It broke in the right places to take those Gs away from Mick, and luckily he was okay. That's good. I'm looking forward to seeing him getting some points, and it should be really exciting seeing those guys back in the middle of the pack and contending for the, the best of the rest there. Yeah, he got the rest. You said that he got airlifted, right? He was not airlifted. Um, actually, well, he... Okay, they they eventually put him in a helicopter to take him to the nearest medical center, but it wasn't like they had to... Event, okay. Like, they had to put him on a stretcher and take him there right away. They okay. took him to the medical center, cleared him, and then they wanted to go get him checked out in a hospital. So he, he was technically airlifted, but it wasn't as serious as you would typically think an airlift okay. is. Sure. Um... But yeah, he's doing okay. He'll be back and ready to race in Australia, so that's good. Um, and yeah, we've got a lot of drama for the rest of the season, so it's really exciting. Um, looking forward to seeing what we got left. Sure, sure. Uh, Any other snippets? Anything you guys want to want to throw in there for the old Formula One? Just last last thing. Do you think Mercedes being slower has anything to do with changing their paint color? Um, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that once. Because everybody looks, everybody uh, looks faster in black. I agree, I agree. I was, I'm not even a Mercedes fan, and I, I loved the black look. It was, it was badass. Just sleep. um, So yeah, I don't know. I mean, silver is great, but uh, there's a reason silver medal is second place at the Olympics. You know? Wow. Sure. Wow. Crazy. We got to announce that. Yeah, we'll give that. Yep. Okay. Well, we got some news going into halftime, though. There's a little breaking action on your on your ass. Sorry, Sorry. Mrs. Wagner. Um, <laughs> Mama Doge. Bruce Arians. Retiring from coaching, moving to the front office. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We all, I heard he, him and Tom were not going to work together. So maybe that was them 
bearing any of the Dolphins rumors now. Like, hey, we'll get a new coach for you, Tom. So I wonder who they're gonna bring in. Yeah, who are the? They're late to the party. Very late. Like very post, late post draft, or uh, right like pre draft late. Right. You know what I mean? Like pretty oh, much deal. late for. Oh, oh, Marcus. Right. Yes, sir. Anyway, sorry. Um, interesting. Yeah, like it's almost Is like that too a Flores late. Possibility. What's that? Oh, Brian Flores, little beef linebacker coach for the Steelers. Probably not. I'm yeah, sure he right. would take the head coaching job. I bet he would, too. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think they would be mad about that, either. Um, certainly not Josh McDaniels. Certainly not going to be Bill Belichick. Tony Dungy? Uh-huh. Bring him back? Sure. Old about Herb? Yeah. Her- Urban? Will be enemy? Sure. Is he going to get a job? He deserves one. <laughs> he definitely does. Um, He's like, Tyreek got out of here. I'm getting out of here, too. Oh, dude. <laughs> Brian Lefwich, promote him within. Oh, Byron? Sure. Okay. Well, Leftwich. I was going to say, like... Or no, is he the Jags choop? No, they picked a different choop. No. Hold on. Hold on. Stats team. He's looking it up. I guess we didn't need to reveal stats team. He's, he's definitely with Tampa still, right? Okay. Yeah. OC? Who did the Jags get? Oh, like Mike uh, McJonnell, McDonald, I think, or something like that. So Brian Leftwich yeah. will be the coach, man, I bet. Byron? Byron. I keep saying Brian. <laughs> Byron. Tom Brady and him are boys. I know. I love the story when Tom Brady walked into that other dude's house thinking he was Byron Lefwich's. That is a good story. That Just, guy... like, drops his bag down in the guy's kitchen. <laughs> what a funny story that would be. Like, hey, what's up, Tom? Um, okay. That's good halftime. We got a lot of halftime action there. Mm. Um, Doge, where can we find the clubhouse-specific social media? We're on Facebook at The Clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram have identical handles. It is at Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. Yes, sir. Give us a follow and subscribe, like, Mm -hmm. all the fun things. Mm -hmm. And we would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Big deal. You've You've had some time to really cook this one up. It's a recent cook. Recent cook. Mm-hmm. We got an SN4. Well, first, first. Let's let's get there. Well, that's what I'm saying. What do we even do it for? You gotta tell me. Well, for Facebook, you can find us, the Cheap Seats <laughs> Network, right? I got you tell sure. me. I mean, you tell pretty me. sure that's it. <clears throat> Absolutely. And then on Twitter, yep. a little yep. bit different. The underscore cheap underscore seats. But there is a TCSN in there. Doge mentioned it. What the does it stand for? Sure. TC. I said it's a recent one. This one? We did talk about it. Not actually talked about it, but we mentioned it today. This one is 
a Mama Wagner recommendation, Ooh. and I, I agree with it. There's also a hyphenation for it. the second one, so it's it's a three-worder, but this there's is, a hyphenation. Hold on, this is huge. Whoa, well, now my guess is going to be there. Just put it in. I don't have a hyphenation. Got to throw in some curveballs here and there. Mix up the pitches. Just give it to us, Doge. Okay, but my, well, normally it's just a normal SN. <laughs> and my mom's my mom's answer <laughs> from this one, which I'm taking still, is stomach neutralizer because Dill's on the... Sure. sure. Okay. On the old stomach bug. He needs a... some stomach neutralizers to get that, get that taken care of. I was going to go with St. Peter's Nation. Mm. Even more recent than that. Equally as recent as Doge's pick. Uh, Shoot. SN stands for the Stumbling NBA Lakers. Oh, that's a great one. Because they are now out of the playoffs. Play-in games. They're 11th right now in the West. That's an L. It's amazing. That's an L. Amazing. This is going to be like the first time in LeBron's career since This is probably Cleveland's my favorite SN round. we've ever had. Oh, I'm not upset about the Lakers being out of the play-in game. I'm just upset at Dill throwing in. NBA Lakers isn't even hyphenated. That is two separate things. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, but I said it quick enough where it was hyphenated. You can't just put a hyphen in between words just because you want to. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to prove Technically, the NBA is a Celtics fan. You're trying to go Saturday Night Live on us. As a Celtics fan, I'll allow it. I'll (laughs) allow it. You're getting overruled here, Doge. You're getting overruled here, Doge. I know. So Stumbling. NBA Lakers. NBA Lakers. So, you can do three letters and then put Lakers on the end of it, right? I mean, like, there's no reason why I can't say that. You make the rules, man. I'm just, I'm just here to play. I'm loving it. I like it. Go, uh, little FCC starting to heat up here. I know we did lose last week, but got a couple wins under our belt. We saw Dylan and I first home win, mm. which was very fun. We're talking about FC now, huh? Very incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knew yeah. Exactly what you meant yeah. then. Yeah. Um, Brandon Vasquez finally using some size here. Really getting big. New coaching style seems to be working, or hopefully, add, you know, some of the players we've added looked looked all right. Uh, like I said, tough loss against Charlotte, but I know they uh, decided to tell their international player to stay home instead of going to play for his World Cup qualifiers because they said he was hurt, and then he just bangs two goals against us, so that was cool. Um, but, yeah, what are you going to do? Doge, what are you thinking of FC? Have you... It was great to see back-to-back wins yes after the season we had last year that wins were hard to come by to begin with to see two wins back-to-back was a breath of fresh air and it was awesome to see vasquez throw his hat in the ring for golden boot conversations where he was a punching bag for fcc fans critics alike when Austin routed us 5 nothing. I mean, he had missed balls that led to goals. He had missed shots that should have gone in. I mean, I was having a field day on him when we were watching that game. And he turned around and showed the haters what's up pretty quick. So he's starting to heat up. Um, 
you know, I, I hope that we can continue that success and see some of the other guys start to share the wealth a little bit. Um, you know, and if we can get that, it'd be great to start it this weekend against Montreal. Yes, would love to see a win in person here against Montreal this weekend. Um, it's going to be an interesting game, but I'm hoping we can get a win here. Boys are coming off a loss here in Charlotte. Charlotte's got a good atmosphere. They're a fresh team this year, so they got a lot of energy down there. That's tough to compete against. You know, we had had the similar, you know, type of energy our first year. We still have a lot of really good energy out in the stadium. I know the game Dylan and I went to was a good attendance, but, you know, not full house, but that's all right. You know, not every game is going to be a full house. I imagine this one will be a little bit better, hopefully. We'll see, especially coming after a couple wins. Um, we have a, an FCC chat where we text, like, all of our buddies about the players and stuff, and I've been a Brandon Vasquez hater in that for I don't know how long, and it's just really funny uh, to watch him play so well and I have to just eat all my words. So I would love to keep eating my words, so Brandon Vasquez... Uh, keep it up. Yeah, keep serving me, because I'm, I'm hungry, and I would love to keep eating, eating my words, because you're doing awesome and finally using his size. I mean, he's such a big player, and we've never really seen him have a header goal or even, like, a accurate header and he's had some incredible ones this season so I don't know he's looking better than Brenner so far uh, and it's pretty undeniable so I'm glad that he's playing well and hopefully he can continue he's really young too so um, we'll see what happens with FC I know interesting interaction between Acosta and Brenner at the PK situation where they kind of got into a little not a shouting match per se but a little scuffle if you will about what was going on and who should take the kick but of course Costa missed it so that made it a lot a lot worse because Brenner wanted to take it but that's tough yeah not a great look but we'll see what happens maybe Brenner will get on the court start producing and then everything will be fine so what are your thoughts on FC though honestly like even though the weather was absolute trash against Miami um two things one Iguain was really fun to watch he was just yeah. He was classic. He was just better than other people, and like you, yeah. He was he's older, so like he didn't quite have like the speed or yeah. some of the athleticism that you might expect him to have as like a younger player. But I mean, his like ball control, the way that he saw the field and his passing, like he was just like a more like a higher echelon player, which was hilarious to see how big of a different it, difference it was with like one player, let alone if you just have like an entire squad that. Um, would be pretty much any team overseas, like any um, any of the Euro leagues, right? Like I mean, like they're just better leagues, yeah, um, with better players. So that was really cool to see. I thought we looked pretty good for the most part. We capitalized on a lot of things. We found ways to kind of handle, um, you know, some of their offensive pressure. So like our defense played well in those like key moments. So, like, and then all of a sudden they like had the PK, and it was like, oh shoot, all right, like. You knew that was net, like that was going. Yeah, and it was with it was, him stepping it was up pure. to it. It was pure. So that was cool to see, like you know, one of the legends score too. Um, but yeah, so overall, it was a fun game against Miami. Uh, came out was that the first or second game they won in a row? Second. Like, is it, okay, who they beat week before? Um, I'm totally blanking. Orlando. Orlando, yeah, yeah, because it was on the road. Yeah. Um, right. I think it was the two Florida teams. Yeah, okay. I believe so. So, yeah, I, I think that after 
you know, that game and then, you know, win this game um, for having two in a row. Like you said, that was the first time we've seen them win at home. I think that might be the first time we've ever won two games in a row in the MLS. Is that true? Uh, we might have done it, like, early when we had, like, lost. We could have done it in Nippert. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think we might have done it in Nippert, but not in this new stadium, no. Okay. Um... <clears throat> That was an electric opening match. Yes. On St. Patrick's Day in Nippert. That was Ooh. crazy. What a game. Um, one thing that I'm really noticing about the team this year, and it's something we've complained about on the pod before, and it's something that, I don't know, it seems like an American thought when you're talking about in terms of soccer, like, but I obviously understand sometimes you need to go backwards in order to, like, go forwards. But we're not just always passing it freaking backwards now. Like, we're not just, like, taking it, going back, going back, going back, going back, and then launching a ball that we're never going to get. Like, we're actually attacking and moving forward and connecting passes in the midfield and really making plays. And it's just exciting to see because that's just, I don't know, a better way to play soccer. The Dutch system does not seem to be, like, the best way to do it in the MLS, uh, just sitting back and, and letting everybody, I don't know, trying to choke everybody out because we were not good enough on defense. Yeah, to I do don't that. think we didn't have that team to do it. No. So we know. Um, all right, so looking forward to Montreal. Let's see what FC can do. We were real down in the dumps about them. Now we're kind of back up. It's been a roller coaster of a season so far, but hopefully we can continue to string some dubs. You got something else for us, though? I was going to say, you guys have been praising Brandon Vasquez. He's still in my doghouse. He's done it for a couple games. He needs to do it the entire season. I'm not. I'm you know, not. Like, he's still in, he's still in my doghouse. Don't. Now, I will, I will give him his praises. He just had some nice goals. But I've seen him whiff on some shots as well. So, All I've been saying is I've been eating my words, and I'll still eat them. But that doesn't mean I'm going to continue to. He might sure. just fall revert right back. That was it. That's all I wanted, last, last little Brand Vasquez thing. And I mean, if he actually wins Golden Boot, then we'll sit here and we'll have a Brand, we'll have a brand, I'll, we'll I'll have a brand Vasquez pod. We'll just talk only about Brand Vasquez for a whole entire show. But my boy, Matarita killing it out there a lot of good crosses that was that was fun to watch my guy my guy my guy all right uh let's move on here fourth quarter you got a good one for you boast or roast for the nfl offseason moves um okay like let's just start with the one we got on top why not the loss in oh wrong loss Las Vegas excuse me the Las Vegas Raiders they were the Los Angeles Raiders they've been the Oakland Raiders loss the loss get Devonte Adams in a trade big trade reconnecting with his former Fresno State teammate Derek Carr some old buddies there that's pretty exciting Raiders getting another big receiver there another weapon for Derek Carr. 
What do you guys think of this move? Are you going to boast this move or roast this move for the Packers or the Raiders? Dill. All right, all right. So I got – I have to boast the Raiders, man. Yeah, you have to. I mean, like, how do you just get – like, I mean, I obviously – Arguably the best receiver in the league. Right. And then we saw Tyreek, right? But, like, Devontae is, like – Different. Yeah. Different. Different kind of guy. Different. I would rather I would rather have Devontae than than Tyreek, right? Like uh, Tyreek Hills has that. If you can get them both, okay, let's start talking. I'm but, just saying the difference is two. It just sucks. Like I think so it'll I be, feel bad for Tyreek Hill. It'll be nice for him uh, being Devontae. I think to be with uh, to be with Derek, and I think that um, it's going to be refreshing for him. You know, get him in the spotlight a little bit more, even though he's in Green Bay and. Well, they used to play together. Right. So, that, I, mean, I mean, that's going to be huge gonna be, for them. It's just going to be good for them. Yeah. Huge. And for the Packers, that's just... He bailed you guys out a lot. How? Do, what I don't understand, and then I'm going to toss it to Doge. How do you let Aaron Rodgers, or how does Aaron Rodgers sign this contract and then sign off on this on this move? Or is he just pissed now? That's interesting. Doge, I need to hear if you're boasting or roasting this before I give my take. What do you got? I'm boasting the Raiders, for sure. Yes. But from the tone you just had, I think we also agree that I'm roasting the Packers. Yep. You fight this hard to get your franchise quarterback, superstar quarterback, MVP quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to stay. And then his two best receivers are gone. Devontae Adams traded Valdez Scantling signs with the Chiefs. I'm, I, I don't get wh- what that does for them, except just give Aaron Rodgers a reason to want to retire. <laughs> like I, I don't get it. For the Raiders, it makes a lot of sense. Get Derek Carr another weapon, especially since they were really missing out on not having Henry Ruggs last year. Get him a weapon that he's going to be able to consistently throw to that corners are going to always have to be thinking about. I mean, Devontae Adams can cook a defense on his own. Oh, yeah. For sure. And we've talked about it before. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's He's talented. And as TJ's already mentioned, it's a guy that he has chemistry with already. So... It's a great move for the Raiders. I'm going to boast the heck out of that. I'm roasting the Packers. I just don't understand what they're trying to do. They got a lot. Like, they got a lot for him. But at the same time, like, the NFL, one of the biggest advantages people have, it's one of the reasons, like, not the only reason, but one of the reasons, like, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison were so good together. Or Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are good together. Or Devontae Adams in, oh, wait, never mind. Him and Aaron Rodgers aren't together anymore. Like, chemistry is a huge reason why these receivers are so good. You know, that's one of the reasons we're like, oh, yeah, the quarterback was out this year, or the receiver was out, and they didn't get enough games in the preseason or time in camp to get their to get the chemistry together, so they're going to build it over the season. Like, that's such a huge deal in the NFL. So to lose probably the best chemistry connection – in terms of talent and chemistry in the league for the Packers and to have nothing to replace it with right now. Like, absolutely nothing. No. 
Like your turn, like Randall Cobb is not going to do it. You don't have MVS, like you said. They don't have Devontae Adams now. So I just don't understand how they're going to do it. And if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd be pissed. So I'm going to roast the Packers. I'm going to boast Devontae Adams. I'm going to boast the Raiders for this. This is a huge, this is a classic Vegas move. This classic Raiders move. Trading for a receiver. Overpaying because their division is stacked now. And the, he's a part of the reason why. Um, best receiver in the division now, of course. Uh, and I don't know. That's just a great move for the Raiders, I think. you're Like you said, they've played together. We all well, I've mentioned that too. But really good move. I'm going to back-to-back boast here because there's a new bodyguard in town in Cincinnati. We got some new linemen. Joe Burrow is going to be nice and safe. That jersey's going to stay nice and clean. We added three offensive linemen. I'm absolutely boasting the Bengals offseason so far. Doge, what do you think about Houday Nation and our move so far? Duke Tobin, absolutely killing it in my opinion. I love the moves. Um, you know, it, it's just a, a huge step forward in the right direction. What everyone said in the media and the fan base, everyone was, man, if only they could protect Joe Burrow yep. at quarterback. Yep. How different that season could have been. And to have made the Super Bowl and be close to winning the Super Bowl it it's a matter of seconds in the pocket that could have been the difference in that game, and these guys are going to give Joe Burrow that set, that time in the pocket, and it's going to be an incredible move forward. So we're not losing the offensive weapons, and we're gaining protection on offense. So they're going to be elite next year, and I just can't wait. Yeah, Karras, Kappa, and Collins, dude, massive glass eaters out there, boys. Yes, gotta love it, Dill. Are you boasting or are you roasting the Bengals offseason here? I was just thinking about earlier today about how it was less than two months ago they were actually in the Super Bowl. Yeah, for real. Which is wild. I was um, checking out my – I was hanging up my button-downs today, and I saw my Jamar jersey hanging in there, and I was like, God dang. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got to boast them. And then also, speaking of some Bengals um, – it used, you know, they used to always be made fun of about not having an indoor practice facility, and they're like yep. seriously looking into that now. Yep. So, testing I mean, testing soil like in different spots, like it's it's happening. They're just finding a spot for it. So you know, it's you guys are stepping in the right direction more so than obviously just you know your previous season. So yeah, a lot of boastage, a lot of boastage there. Let's move on, Dill. I'm coming right back at you here. This uh-huh. is exciting. Potentially, we'll see what you think. I guess some yep. people are not as excited about it, for probably some obvious reasons. But mentioned for on this pod by, I believe myself, the Browns went out and traded for Deshaun Watson and also Amari Cooper. So reloading the mm-hmm. offense completely there. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the moves? Giving up all the picks, all the other stuff. Amari Cooper, incredible trade. A lot more given up for Deshaun Watson there. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so the NFL came out, and or Goodell came out and said that they could still, uh, Watson could could still be uh, punished you yep. know, in the NFL. So I'm yeah, curious yeah. what that's going to look like. Um, 
based off their current investigation. As long as they're investigating, he's going to be able to play. So I'm going to boast this, okay? As a GM, your goal in the offseason and throughout the season is to be able to upgrade and improve at every position, right? Deshaun Watson is just a better quarterback than Baker. There's no doubt. Like, he just is. He's, like, top seven in, like, five different categories. I think the last season first, he played, like, he led the league in passing yards. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's just an upgrade at quarterback, right? Um, we don't have Juice anymore, but we have Amari Cooper. So, it's like, okay, he's typically been a better wide receiver than Jarvis Landry. So, yeah. like, we have upgraded some positions. I'm curious where we're going to go in the draft. Um, overall, I think one of the things I was reading about that was, I don't know, interesting to me is that the way that they structured Deshaun's contract, did you guys see any of this? Not necessarily. So no. essentially what they did is like, I think it's only with him and Cooper, I forget what the actual total was. It was like 18 million or something like really low in cap. Um, that they're going to basically have hit with those two guys this year because Deshaun Watson's contract was such a high salary uh, or excuse me, um, uh, contract guarantee. No, 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 like the contract bonus. Yeah. Like the signing bonus was right, so high right. that like it doesn't actually t- count towards the cap. So. Got yeah. I'm curious where it's going to go as far as if he's going to be suspended and for how many games, or is that why we're keeping Baker? But then we bring in freaking Chupas, uh, um, who's Ed's guy out of Indy? Um, Former quarterback. Yeah. Sam Ellinger? No, no. He's not with him anymore. Oh, my gosh. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. That's so kind of a nice backup to have. Yeah. Like, to your backup if your starter doesn't play. Yeah. So, sorry, I just could not think of his name for a minute there, dude. I just, Jacoby. I just know that we have to get him in the NFL draft, you yeah. know, every time, and then trade him away. Shouts out to Edman. He shot that here. So, anyway, boasting the Browns for this, uh, you know, he could be that piece. I fu- uh, last thing before you go, Doge, I found it very interesting, and this is the only thing I'll say about this, because I think, I, like I said, a, a very interesting quote, that the owner would say, we're finally bringing in an adult here in Deshaun Watson at quarterback, which yeah, is right. just like, what the hell does that mean? And OBJ said that, oh, maybe I'll come back, right? Yeah, which is just as weird, too. So, Doge, what do you think about the Browns bringing in Deshaun, bringing in Amari Cooper, in terms of on the football field and or just in general? What do you got for us? I think Amari Cooper is a great add, bringing him in to bolster a wide receiver core that struggled last year, without a doubt. That's a huge addition for them. Big win. Um. The blockbuster trade that brought Deshaun Watson into Cleveland is not a move I would have made. I know he, in the grand jury in Texas, was not indicted on any of his criminal charges. He still faces 22 cases of sexual assault allegations in civic court. And to make this blockbuster trade in the middle of that, and then signing him to a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract wow if some of this goes south and you are committed to 230 million dollars to this man fully guaranteed 
that's that's a lot of money. So do you think it's any bit of the Browns being a little bit, like, I guess maybe offensive against the Ravens, too, with putting them in a tough position with Lamar's contract I extension think, talks? I totally think so. They're like, hey, we're going to strong-arm the Ravens here and make sure they get that quarterback out of our division because we well, can't also beat them. too, I mean, I heard that he wanted to go to – the Falcons or the Panthers, but then the Browns came back with a, with a fully guaranteed offer, and that's when he made the switch. Right? They're like, "Yo, do we just do this?" Because he had a no trade clause. Yeah, so not a move I would have made. There's still some question marks out there. Obviously, he's not going to go to jail. His criminal yeah. charges have not been the issue, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they know more than I do, but... I say, they the, must know more than we do. The I mean, yeah, it's not a maybe. They definitely know more than I do, but... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's definitely it's, for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a move I would have made. Um, you know, there's, there's just way too many question marks over him, and to say that they're bringing an adult that has 22 sexual assault allegations against them... That's a, yeah, just wild, wild quote. He's the adult in this situation? I, I don't know. Wild quote. Just doesn't say a lot about Baker. It's a lot of big, really big cut against Baker mm-hmm. for a real, probably no real reason. Who and a guy who might have to end up playing for you because you don't know about Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, weird quarterback room there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Three at some point NFL starter. Be interesting to see if he plays. Be interesting to see what happens with his twenty-two cases. Uh, it's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of people. So. Let's move on to a guy who we all, I think, like. I don't know that for sure. Maybe not. Mm. Never mind. Dill doesn't like him. Depends where we're going. We're going the Bills. Paying a massive sum to Von Miller. I believe six years, $120 million, fully guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken, or some large portion of that guaranteed. Um... I'm gonna say, man, I kind of want to roast this because that's such a huge number. But the Bills are a big time win now, and the AFC is only getting better. And if you bring in a guy who actually is a game changer, doesn't matter kind of how old he is, Von Miller's getting to the quarterback. We saw it in the freaking Super Bowl for the goddamn Rams, and I'm peeved about it. So that's why I want to roast this. But it's a great move by the Bills, so I'm going to boast it. That's a It's a big-time move. If you've got the money, if you've got the room, he's a big-time leader as well. You know what I mean? He's a guy who's won two Super Bowls now. You bring him in, he might start walking the walk. Everybody else starts, you know, doing the same thing. Huge locker room guy. Massive move. Doge, boaster roast Von Miller and his big bag money. Or big bag of money, excuse me, big bag money. He might have big. He big my money. money. He's got big bag money now. Big bag money. It's a, it's a great signing by the Bills, I think, and, you know they, um, He's old. have fifty one point five million of that guarantee teach. Oh, okay, that's throw, not as bad as there. I thought. So it's it's less than half. Um, Forty five million of that guaranteed money was guaranteed, at signing. Okay. So, um. So you know, he's really not as expensive as I thought. This is a huge, huge move. He's still technically, I think, a top five paid. Um, no, he's 
I guess, tied for ninth as far as average contract amount per yeah, year. I would take He's that. making $20 million a year, essentially, off that. I'd take that for Vaughn. Um, and as far as defensive players are concerned, she, I mean, the people that have more money are TJ Watt, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, you know, dogs. But Von Miller, trash players. you know, he's built to be in that conversation. Yes, for sure. Um, he's, yes, he's shown. And like you said, T, the Bills are going to have to start, you know, spending money here real soon and making some serious important decisions. So if there is a time for them to go win now, you got to seize the moment, and that's exactly what they're doing. Bolster that defensive line. They have the offensive power with, you know, a Josh Allen-led offense. Stephon Diggs playing incredible there as well. You know, if they can beef up that defense that is still, and, you know, even last year they were a really tough team to play. I think they just became even tougher. So I think it's great signing by them. You know, try to win now while you can before you have to make those tougher financial decisions down the road. Yeah, I mean, he's shown that he can still do it. So I got to boast the reels. Got to boast the reels. Got to boast the bills. (laughs) Boast the bills. Are you going to boast the Bucks and Sean Brady for coming back? Yeah, for Tampa. He spent some time with his family, nice month, and said that's enough. Not done yet. Enough of these fools. I led the league in passing. I'm not going to lead the league in dadding. I'm getting back out there. <laughs> He's just daddying people on the field, you know. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, yeah, boasting Tom, boasting the Bucks. You know, I don't think we were ready yet. I think that. I mean, we almost came back somehow against the Rams in that game, uh, in the playoffs there. So I mean, it's we're still. One of the upper echelon teams in the NFC. Um, obviously, with Tom being gone, that definitely changes things. So, with him being back, BA to the front office and uh, Todd Bowles Todd to Bowles, the head yeah, coach position. Todd Bowles. Um, Huge. We'll see how it turns out this year. Todd Bowles is really nice with the Jets, and their team wasn't that good. So he's a he's, he's a defensive gonna, guy, right? So, like, I'm yeah. curious how that offense is is oh, Byron. It's just gonna is, be Chami and, and, and Byron. Byron. Yeah, my boy Brian. Yeah. <laughs> DJ's boy Brian, Brady, Bournette. The best part about this, because this is an ultimate boast, and the ultimate boast is because Tom Brady decided to completely matumbo block Derek, or excuse me, Derek. Mm. I was thinking of Derek, Derek White. Jeter? Leading the league in point guard blocks. Derek Jeter, no. Just... Blocking Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. Same weekend, Tom Brady retires. We all forget about Roethlisberger. We're like, oh my gosh, Brady's done. I can't believe it. And then he's just like, ah, screw it, I'm back. Like, it's so freaking funny. Um, And yeah, I don't know if this was like, maybe he was trying to like retire to get traded to the 49ers or allegedly the Dolphins here. But now that Bruce Arians is uh, gone, I think he's going to stay. So this is a big time boast. We'll see what happens with the uh, with the Bucks here. They kind of lost some weapons, so it's going to be interesting. Dill, Doge, excuse me. Um, not the news I was expecting when it did break. You know, him coming back. I thought, you know, he's retired. He'll ride off into the sunset. He's the goat. I rooted against him many years. Yep. But 
now he's back. And I think Sean McVay put it best, saying, you know, what do we have to do to get this guy out of the league? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many other teams in the league that are probably thinking the exact same thing. But, man, I mean, he is timeless. He played, you know, at an elite level last year and very well, you know, one possession goes differently and the Bucks are moving on and the Rams get eliminated in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he still has it in him. It'll be interesting to see with the coaching changes, like TJ said, you know, lost a few weapons, what that team will really look like. And, you know, even with the rumors circling around, will Tom even really be there come start time of the season? So right. it'll be interesting having him back. We'll see what that looks like when the season starts. But uh, why not? You had got been, in him. Give him one more ride. There's nobody to beat too now. Like it's just him and the Rams. The NFC is weak, boy, right now. Mm. AFC yeah. is loaded. The AFC is jacked with teams. The AFC is loaded. The entire AFC West stacked. AFC East mm, whacked. AFC North. But the, the AFC East has though the Bills, who are like maybe the best team in football right certainly, now. Certainly, certainly. So you can't count them out. You know what I mean? The Patriots aren't nothing. Tui Tungi Below's got Tyree Kilder, the biggest deep ball threat with the shortest deep ball thrower in the league. That'll be exciting to see. The Dolphins have the two fastest receivers. The AFC North is jack-loaded with QBs. I mean, we got Watson, we got Jackson, we got Burrow, and we got Trubisky. <laughs> Steelers adding Trubisky. Absolute roast. Roast, 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 roast. I can't wait for this next season. I love it. I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm going I'm to... I go absolutely ahead, cannot wait for it. This is... I am boasting them a thousand percent. One... Boast? I hope he's their starter. Oh, he's going to be. It's going to be amazing. And two, I actually don't think he's going to be that bad, probably, just because it's the Steelers and Mike Tom. Like, he'll find a way to not be terrible. Yeah, but there's no... I'm, i got to knock on wood. But I'd rather have him there's there no way than he anybody be, else. He can't beat any of us. I, I'm with you. That's he, why I'm, I'm boasting him. Nervous eye, little beady-eyed Mitch. Twitch the Mitch. This is the least afraid I've been of the Steelers in 20 years. In decades, yes. Oh, Since I, before they drafted Ben. Correct. Which With Cordell right. Stewart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a dog. We didn't even mention, by the way, AFC West, absolutely jackloaded. I did mention him. Disgusting. AFC South, Colts, <sighs> no joke. Titans, no joke. Jags could be something without Urban. We don't really know. Probably not. Texans. Probably not. Texans. Doug are, Peterson. It's tough. Yeah, Doug Dougie P, P. Actually. Yeah. Good. Jinx, show me a soda. That hurts. Um. Yeah, I mean, Trubisky. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're going to draft a QB and go that route. Well, they have Haskins on backup, don't they? Uh, the. Chupas's Steelers? Mason Rudolph, yeah. I thought. I think Mason Rudolph 
I mean, he's a backup, but I also think Dwayne Haskins is in that quarterback. Yeah, group. I think it's Haskins, Trubisky, Rudolph. So they have a couple racists, and then Trubisky. Is is Dwayne going to be able to play if he's taking pictures in the stands with all his fans? I don't know. We'll see if he shows up to practice because he's going to be out clubbing all night like he was in D.C. Oh, it was his girlfriend's birthday party, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He just oh, so we just so happened to have it at a strip club that I like to go to all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's not necessarily on the field, but it's going to be interesting. I think I'm I'm going to boast it because when you get hard oh, knocks, my. when you get hard knocks, you can't you don't get any good teams. So like you gotta like hope for an interesting bad team, and we're we're kind of getting an interesting bad team here. The Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell. We're going to kneecap you. He might be really fun to have on Hard Knocks. So, Lions, we got on Hard Knocks here. Looking forward to that. I'm boasting that. Doge, are you boasting or roasting Lions on Hard Knocks? I'm boasting it. I love Dan Campbell. Bill. I think that'll be fun. Uh, I'm in. Boasting. Love it. Okay. They they deserve a decent year. Yeah. I like the Browns of the NFC. I think we're going to go back-to-back triple boast because this is something we've been begging for we've been waiting for this we've been begging gosh if only ESPN could do this right everything about this would be perfect the games have been perfect the teams the matchups usually the atmosphere has been great the broadcast the camera work but my gosh the Monday night crew has been so bad for so long and we finally got it. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have been bought out by Fox, or ESPN bought them out. I don't know how that worked. There might have been free agents. I'm not necessarily sure. But what I am sure of is I can't wait for Monday Night Football now. We finally have some people who can call a freaking good game and who can like actually tell us about football. Troy Aikman's actually been a really good player, won Super Bowls. Joe Buck, one of the best in the business at just taking over a game, controlling it, setting the tone, not getting too loud you know, in certain moments, not just screaming in your ear. So I'm absolutely boasting this. What about you guys? I'm a big fan. Big Dill. fan. Dill, what do we think about I... the Monday Night Crew here? Or no, you got more. Excuse me. No, I was going to say it just takes us way, way beyond the old booger days. The, Jason Witten? In the Boogermobile. Mm-hmm. Jason Witten? Mm-hmm. Joe Tess, right? They got more plays out here than a cheesecake factory menu. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. They, That's about as team. good as his delivery was, man. Jason Witten was horrible. That was, like, spot on what happened. Like you said, T, I mean it. It has been so bad for so long. And everything else about Monday Night Football has just been incredible. The matchups last year were electric, every single one. You just really look forward to that Monday Night matchup. And this is just the last piece of the puzzle. It's, 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 we could have never guessed it could have happened. You know what I mean? 
You would have never guessed that they could have pulled this one. So it's so perfect. And I think it's because, too, they're going to have a Super... They finally got a Super Bowl where they're going to... Ace fans going to host a Super Bowl, so they had to have a team that can actually call a freaking Super Bowl. Because I love Steve Levy. I love Lewis Riddick. I didn't love Greasy. But... They didn't have really any they chemistry. Just didn't, These guys do. You can't do three guys because nobody knows when to talk. It's one, two. It's I'm talking, you're talking. They can't do it like the clubhouse pod. They don't have three just incredible homies out here just dishing and diamond takes all day. They couldn't do it. And they're also not. They just weren't entertaining. And Levy, I love him, but he doesn't have the voice for it. He called the lightning game last night, and it was just like, ugh. Just like, it's flat. It, there's no energy. And the lightning here with the offsides, uh, <laughs> going to be a pike, uh, nope, that's a puck drop. Yep, they're doing a face-off. Because, uh, like, he didn't know hockey. Like, I don't know. Like, it was it was not what I needed last night. Last, well, oh. I was just going to boast it. You know? Oh, yeah, boast. Last one to... We got, a, like, a, a roast and a boast because I'm bummed that we're not going to get Chris and Al anymore. I think we're going to get Chris and Trico. But we are going to get Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet Thursday Night Football, which is freaking phenomenal. Like, we're, we finally have people who just know how to call a damn game all week. We'll now, if we lose Collinsworth, I'm going to be upset. Because while we do, be on Sunday, while right? we do cheat him a lot, I need to hear. No. He... Now here's a guy. Plus we see him in Cincinnati. You know, he's right? A he's a guy. Cincy guy. That's what I like too, as well. <clears throat> I'll never forget the moment when we're driving past the precinct, and Garrett just goes, "Is that Chris Collinsworth?" And we have the windows down, and Chris just turns around and sees us driving by, and it was like one of the funniest things. We were just like super loud. It's like, yep, that is that, definitely, definitely Chris Collinsworth. He, he turned around. So yeah, I'm he just... used to he used to stop by the old Ryle Band concession stand when Highlands would play Ryle in football because his son sure. was at Highlands. He would get himself a walking talking. Old Jack, Jacks. I don't think it was Jack that was playing there. It was one of his other one of his other boys. Bax. There's Jacks, Bax, and Lax. Wax, four of them. DJ Jackson Waxon Flaxon. Alright. I'm stats teaming it real quick to see who it was. I'm sure. Let's go to Buzzer Beaters while we're stats teaming. Mm. Uh Dill, you got us. Take it away. Sure. So have you guys read mine? Don't read it if you have. No. Yeah. I read like the first sentence. The Arizona Cardinals football team, last game they played, how many points did they score? Just guess. Arizona Cardinals? Against the Rams, they got stomped. Rams in the playoffs, first round. Ten points. No, they didn't. Uh, yeah, ten points. That's not right. Nine? I don't know. You guys are both pretty close. They scored 11, all right? Yeah, weird. Now, do you know what the uh, St. Louis Cardinals scored in the eighth inning today? I'm going to guess 11. 12? 15. Ooh. Ooh. Guess how many they scored in the game? 24. 21. 
29. Dang it. 29 to 8. I know it's preseason, but 29 runs in any sort of, like, Major League Baseball game is ridiculous. You're killing them, too. You're absolutely killing them. So, I mean, I don't know. I just saw that score the other day, or today, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. The Indians scored nine runs the other day, and they still lost by 10. They lost 19 to 9. I was like, what are we doing, guys? If you score nine runs in an MLB game, you should win. Unless the other team scores 19 or 29. Yeah, Brutal. I mean, yeah. Brutal. You'd think. <clears throat> um, I'll go here. No, I gotta let Doge go after that. <laughs> okay. Quick filler. The son's name was Austin Collinsworth. Okay, okay. Doge, I just read your top line. And I, I was yeah. Like, All right, I gotta let Doge go. Yeah. So... <laughs> Funny enough, my my buzzer beater is also about the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> um, I'm going to lead this off with saying, I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. Hate them. <laughs> Nothing is ever going to change that. However, their most recent signing did make me smile a bit. Yes, dude. Bring him back. signed on Albert Pujols, one-year deal. He's come out and told the media, this is his last year, this is my last run. And as bitter rivals as the Reds and the Cardinals mm-hmm. are, I will never like them. I'm happy that he's going to finish it in St. Louis. So, He'll always be a Cardinal in my eyes, so as a fan of baseball and the respect that I have for Albert Pujols, I'm glad that he gets to retire with his team. Super exciting, really cool, great like just baseball dude, baseball name, so... Uh, very exciting to see. That was that was a great signing. And to still have his boys there, Molina and Wainwright, like it's just that's right. cool. Very cool. Um. All right, so Eastern Conference right now is absolutely amazing in the NBA. Like I mentioned, we have Celtics Heat on right now. Close game here, at the end of the third quarter. Um. We just it's a huge game for the standings because the Sixers, the Heat. The Bucks and the Celtics are all tight at the top. The Cavs are down there fighting against the Raptors and the Nets and the Hornets. I don't think they're actually fighting with them per se, but it's tight, tight window down there. Everybody's kind of jockeying for position. Some people are potentially avoiding the one-two seed as they don't want to play the Nets because they're little wussies. Unless the Celtics do that, then it's an incredibly smart decision. Um, I know. I really. I don't care who we end up playing. Um, I just want to. Keep winning, keep the streak going. We were, I think, the stat that I saw, which I think has improved since then, we were 24-23 and 23 at one point this season. And then after that, we went 24-4. and four. Um, Okay, yeah. So the Bucks would still potentially be in first after this win, but uh, either way, Celtics got to keep it up. And then I have a special pour one out to end the podcast. Uh, our boy... Or my boy, I guess. Like we all, he's friend of the pod. We love him. Time Lord Robert Williams torn meniscus, opted to get the surgery to remove it, so he'll be back sooner than later. It's hopefully a good decision. Uh, sometimes that can lead to more knee issues in the future, but we're hoping that he'll be all right with this. He had some knee problems this season. This isn't a corner office, is it? No, this is okay. Robert Time Lord. Okay, yeah, big guy. 
big guy. Yeah. The, our defensive anchor, potential yeah. defensive player of the year, maybe first team all defensive center. But he'll be back in four to six weeks. So if we can make it through uh, the first round of the playoffs, which I'm really hoping we can. Good move by Daniel Tice, baby. He's looking good there, Look big at guy. that pickup by Brad Stevens. Everybody said, why'd you bring back DT? Well, our special poor one out is the reason why. Because Robert Williams, fortunately injured here. And hopefully we'll, he'll come back and, and be a big factor for us. Uh, but tough to see Time Lord going. The Celtics team was gelling like I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, like since like 08, our defense hadn't played like this since like KG was really around. So hopefully we can continue that without him. But he was a massive factor in that. Um, I don't know. Just massive shouts out. Shouts out to all the boys. Incredible NBA action on We'll end on a positive note. Shouts out to the Suns, man. Already clinching the number one seed and clinching the playoffs already. Absolutely incredible year from them. Mm-hmm. Just pure domination. Um, so, congrats to the Suns. Incredible year for them. Um, yeah, Doge. Next time you're going to be here in person, brother, and it's going to be exciting. Looking forward to it, guys. Dill. It was just as exciting with you here, though. So I'm glad you're here. We're feeling better. Getting you back on the mend. Hey, flu pod, baby. Flu pod. It was a good one. I could tell. We flew through this pod. Slumping NBA Lakers. Out of the playoffs. (laughs) It flies. Gotta love it, baby. Gotta love it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is... The Clubhouse.